Are we live? Hot mics. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to or the Bad morning. Pipes Podcast. Bad Pipes Podcast. Good day. Good day. Happy middle day. High uh, noon. I'm, it's high noon. I'm your host, Scott Kelly, and, and with I'm, me, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Weaver. So, <laughs> I guess let's get into it. All right. Uh, news, big news, lots of news. All right. So last week, okay. I mentioned that, uh, Victoria Alonzo left Marvel and, uh, then I was kicking myself literally the next day, maybe even that night because so much more information had come out. And then literally every day since then, more information has come out. So lots Um, of drama. Yeah, so for a little bit of background, uh, Victoria Alonso was the uh, head of visual effects at Marvel. I didn't know this last week. Hmm. Um, So, uh, it's funny because these notes I took, they they almost follow the time frame of, uh, like, information coming out. So, this is, like, my first day of notes for uh, for this week, and it's, (laughs) like... Uh, she was head of visual effects. I didn't know this. Uh, Marvel, Marvel visual effects have been laughable in recent years. Uh, some speculation that she was let go as a warning. Uh, also, uh, in Disney news, Iger is apparently firing 4,000 Disney employees. I recently heard that it's more than that. They're firing 4,500 employees. 7,000 7, are being let go across the company they, I, I think today, they uh, dismantled their metaverse division, which was yes. 50 employees alone. But I think that the entire number of layoffs that's going to occur over the next few months is a total of like 7,000. So what I heard is that it's about 4,000 people that they're mm-hmm. cutting immediately. And Damn. then there are about 3,000 jobs that are... Uh, in need of being filled and rather than filling them they're just going to cut the position yeah uh, but then today i've actually heard that across all of disney they plan on cutting twenty-one thousand people that's wild so i believe that's internationally i'm thinking that the seven seven and a half that have been estimated are for american uh disney yeah. Or North American Disney? I don't know. Um, but uh, back on topic. Uh, Victoria Alonso. Uh, I didn't know this, but this was coming out uh, last week. Um, <clears throat> so recently, a bunch of like animators uh, have come out at different times saying that Alonzo uh, has a bit of a bad rap in the animation community for uh, mistreating and blacklisting animators that uh, wouldn't hop to her uh, beck and call, basically. Damn. Um, Purportedly, she was also a major pusher of the, and I'm not a big fan of this term, but the MCU, the, uh, as a lot of people say, the more, like, wokeified Marvel Mm. lately. Yeah. Um. So that was like my first day of notes. <laughs> this was uh, the stuff I took later as it was coming out. Um, so it turns out that she was, she didn't leave. She was fired. 
Um, mm-hmm. She was fired for indisputable breach of contract. Uh, she was fired basically for breaching her non-compete for working on Argentina 1985, which was a film that like went to Oscars and whatnot. Yeah. Um, she, <laughs> this was a detail I found funny. Uh, she was fired by a committee of like lawyers, her co-chairs and like, I think Bob Iger himself. Okayed it. Yeah. Uh, because she is a lesbian Latina woman. And I think they were just like <laughs> double checking that they crossed their T's and dotted their I's with the whole situation so that uh, she couldn't uh-huh. come back and be like discrimination. And- yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Alonzo confirmed to be the person within Marvel who said X-Men were outdated and needed to be moved past because there were so many women in the X-Men and the term wasn't inclusive. I remember us talking about that last week. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) since she's been fired, a horde of anecdotes from animators who worked under her have come out. The term bully being thrown around often, uh, animators have been asked to stay till 1 a.m., like stay late to 1 a.m. working on projects uh, very often. Uh, And now Victoria Alonzo Alonzo, is suing Disney and Marvel uh, for wrongful termination. They're saying that she was fired because uh, she had the, uh, she was brave enough to speak up about uh, the bad working conditions. No, the um, oh. that don't get don't don't say gay. Yeah, the same. Don't say thing. gay slash parental. Uh, what was it parental rights or something? Yeah, that bill that Disney got in trouble for. Yeah, <clears throat> which so, I'm I'm curious because I mean Disney's obviously laying off all these employees, but now you're having I, I mean they're essentially losing their special tax status and. There's going to hold, I mean, on, on top of that, like, they, they, like... Well, what's funny is that happened under Chapek, right? So, Iger left. Yeah. Chapek came in. That shit happened. Chapek got let go yeah. at midnight on a Sunday. And then Iger came back in. And Iger has been, like, I don't know. Like, I think people think that he's just, like, fucking coming in, guns blazing, Rambo mode. But I think yeah. this is stuff that... Chapek had already put in motion. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. Um, I remember under Chapek, they said there were gonna there were gonna be cuts, and everyone was like, "Oh no, this is terrible." And then like Iger says he's doing cuts, and everyone's like, "Okay." Yeah, no, it's it's it, it's just a, it's a weird time for Disney for sure because like that you have all this, and then losing their special like tax ass or like uh, losing their I don't know they they employ all of these like all their own like source uh, whatever you call them like like their fire department and all those people that work there in these jobs like keeping like their incorporated area running yeah reedy creek yeah the, reedy, the reedy, yeah, reedy creek, creek stuff yeah. was yeah. uh they paid for it so and it's now like orlando's gonna have to pay for it and yeah so now uh, now it's gonna kind of fucked up it's gonna be a tax burden and like you're gonna have orlando providing all that but isn't that just like is, doesn't that go along with like their I feel like that's going to be more job cuts. Like they, they're not providing it themselves. Like you're going to have Orlando doing that. And like, you're, you know, that's yeah. more positions you're having to close out. 
So crazy time. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy time. Uh, so that is most of the Marvel uh, news. <clears throat> Lucasfilm. Uh, first of all, Lucasfilm generally a mess, uh, evidenced by the Karen McCarthy lawsuit yeah. that we had talked about last week. Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, this is some rumor stuff. But, uh, the people that I've heard this from have some pretty good sources, uh, and I think I trust them. Which typically I don't trust anyone on the internet, but Fair. I got two people now that I'm like they definitely have someone in there because they've been accurate Here. like six times in a row. Some some good sources. Um. So Iger is reportedly upset with Kathleen Kennedy uh, over the McCarthy lawsuit. Yeah. Because apparently Iger knows her personally. She's a pretty big like EP. She's done like big big jobs like she's mm-hmm. enough of a like big name that Iger has like met her and is like yeah. why is this woman that i know suing our, our company yeah um i have also heard that Iger is having uh lucasfilm audited at first uh he had said he wanted an audit done of lucasfilm they mm-hmm. were going to do it internally and he said no i'm going to have like disney's accountants come in and audit you guys yeah we know we know one of those here (laughs) (laughs) i have shaken hands (laughs) with a disney accountant um uh, (laughs) but yeah that's basically because uh i don't know if we talked about this last week but like her severance for being let go early was a five thousand dollar check did we talk about that no only five thousand yeah so it was like, Damn. well, you're cutting me off early. I already relocated for this. Like, I should be, you know, compensated, compensated in some to some degree for the work I've already done. And they were like, okay, here's a five thousand dollar check. Uh, nice. Apparently, <clears throat> she had gotten an apartment that was gonna. I think the rent was like twenty five hundred a month. And whenever you think about getting apartments, they usually went first and last. And it's like, yeah. Here's a check for that. <laughs> this woman works on million dollar projects and they gave her five grand rent money. Yep. Um, interesting. No, interesting. I was like, I've, I've heard of people reg- working regular corporate jobs that have gotten better severance than that. Yeah. Um, then unrelated to those points, uh, mm-hmm. The Ryan Johnson Star Wars trilogy. I said it was canceled. Is confirmed to have been axed. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Probably for the best. Big, big yay from me, honestly, because he. I don't think that the sequel trilogy was going to be good under uh, Abrams, but when he came in, he just like double fucked it to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll get there, too. In the the live act, the uh, the movie rewatch, yeah, which I'm actually excited to get to talk to about at some point <laughs> once we get through these fucking dry ass news stories. <laughs> um, final point: Damon Damon Lindelof has been removed from the Star Wars project that he was writing on, and mm-hmm. Stephen Knight is stepping in to write. Uh, he's apparently the Peaky Blinders creator, not the writer for Peaky Blinders, but the creator. I don't know what the difference is there. Yeah, not sure. 
Um, I'm not familiar with any of his other projects. I also didn't look at him because what was his name? life has been hard this week. Stephen Knight. K-N-I-G-H-T. Stephen Knight. Let's see what he's worked on. Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Lock. Lock. Serenity. Taboo. Hummingbird. Um, I don't know. Not a whole lot. Oh, he did um he did that Jason Momoa series for Apple TV. The one that C. Like S E. Oh, he's blind. Yeah. Have you watched that? I haven't. No. I watched like five episodes, and I was like, "This is stupid." I'm not watching this. Oh, he did um, Burnt, which is actually a great movie with Bradley Cooper, the one where he's like a chef. I actually really enjoy that oh. film. Yeah, but I hate movies that are about chefs. Yeah, he did World War Z. World War Z two. Was there a World War Z two? I didn't. Oh, Shutter Island. He worked on Shutter Island. Okay, it sounds like he's got a hit or miss here. Who wants to be a millionaire like all of them? What the fuck are you saying right now? <laughs> I, I don't, I'm just going through. I'm going through all of this stuff. Okay, we're done. We're done. We're done with the news. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, what do you think about all this? Because to me, it sounds like it's like it's a shit show. Yeah. There was also another article from I think Variety where they they mm-hmm. went through all of the announced and canceled Disney product or uh, Lucasfilm projects. So there was yeah, like what was the one recently I saw that they were like it it had I think it was like. Was it like Tiana or whatever? The one, the, the Prince and the Frog? They're like doing a sequel or another film for her or whatever. And they, they were like, yeah, it originally had like a 2023 release date. And then they moved it back to like 2024, 2025. And now it doesn't even have like, it, it, does, it just says coming soon. They don't know when they're going to release it. <laughs> Is it live action? No, it's not. It's, not, it's another animated film. But oh. still, like they're just like, they're throwing out dates that they think they get these things done. And then they're just like, yeah, nope, we're going to push this back to who knows when. I think that's what it was that I saw. I just... Where do you go with that story? What? Like, uh, Princess and the I Frog. N- I never saw the Princess and the Frog, so I have no idea. What the fuck, dude? I, I don't watch a whole lot of, like, Disney animated or... It even. okay. I haven't seen any of the live actions. Like, the live action remakes. It wasn't apparently, live action. It was 2D. Appar- well, yeah, but I still haven't... Like, I haven't watched any of the anime. Like, I haven't seen um, Moana or, like, any of those. Well, I mean, why would you? You don't have a four-year-old niece. I have a two-year-old nephew. Yeah, but, but he's going to be watching like, cool yeah, movies like... Oh, yeah. G.I. Jeff. Yeah, something. I did see that they're doing a... They're doing an Aristocats remake with Quest Love. Why, though? I don't know. But I'm curious to see. I don't know if it's a live action or if it's like a just still animated. I, I prefer it be animated. I don't like any of Disney's live action shit. There's no point. Also, if it's all cats, it's going to be fucking weird if they do another live action cats. <laughs> <laughs> I guess at least Corbin Blue won't be in. Or not Corbin. Not Corbin Blue. He's a, he's a high school musical guy, isn't he? Yeah, Corbin Blue. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the other one? Corbin, uh... I don't know. The English dude. The blonde English guy that was in Cats. I have no idea. Gregory. I'm looking it up. Scott. I, I don't know. Oh, my God. You're killing me. 
I'm going to have to edit all this out of the podcast. I know. Now. I'm going to have to edit it all out. Cats, 2019. Yep. Holy shit, it's been four years since Cats already. <laughs> Wait, oh, you're talking about James Corden? James Corden. Oh. James yeah, Corden. Corbin, and I was like, I have no idea who I the fuck I don't fucking know about. his name, dude. Oh, yeah, I don't James, care about James the Corden, fucking James dude. Corden is terrible, and he's an asshole. He's, yeah. he's mean to servers. I heard he doesn't tip. Yeah. But he would try to tip your mom. Sexually. James Corden, if you're listening to this right now, fuck you. Yeah, also... You're stupid. And um, I bet you kiss buttholes. <laughs> Alright, what are we moving on to? <laughs> um, well, I was going to say let's go to Star Wars, but then I remembered that you, you told me you watched Dune, finally. I did. You watched Dune, but you didn't read it, but you watched it, and it was I'm so good. I'm going to read it now because it. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the movie. It was really good. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to reading it because uh, I don't know. What did you think of Timothy Chalamet? He was great. <laughs> I love him. I love him. He he's fantastic. He's he's a he's a very pretty boy, but like Shelby was in. Uh, he also he also gives off like pretty tough like you know man's man vibes. Yeah. Have you seen The King? I haven't. Although I, it's on my list on Netflix, yeah, watch. you should watch that. I canceled my Netflix subscription though. I mean, just use your parents. They don't have one either. They were using what? mine. They were using mine. That's crazy. No, I, I I got rid of it when they were pulling the bullshit. Where they were about to be like, "Oh yeah, we're going to be able to tell if someone's watching it who's like not in your household using your IP address, and we're not going to let them do that." And I was like, "Fuck you! I'm canceling my subscription." And then like the the next day, they were like. Yeah, we're actually not going to do that because all of you started canceling your subscriptions. I was like, cool, but I'm not going to reactivate it. Yeah. All right, Dune, though. Dune Dune was great. You've seen it one time. That's a third of the times that I've seen it in theaters alone. Nice. So what did you think of... I liked it. I like the the plot. I like where it's going. I like this, uh, this very clearly, like... Uh, it's i can see like it developing this this story of revenge like Mm -hmm. they killed his father he's he's going to join the fremen he's gonna like lead them to war against the empire and kill people Mm -hmm. who wronged him and killed his father yeah that's what i think is gonna happen yeah i would assume we're gonna get some vengeance i mean what if what if he goes farther than that becomes the emperor i mean what if he destroys everything what if he kills people that don't deserve it you know i mean what if he Mm -hmm. leads a jihad across the universe i'd be kind of down i actually i think they changed the word in the movie i think they say crusade in the Uh, movie whereas in the book they say jihad but but my question is like who i need to know like what his reasons are like if he's like if he's going on a crusade, like how does he decide who to kill and who not to kill? Is it just like anyone who's not Fremen? I mean, it's do you love me or do you hate me? Oh yeah, totally down with that. <laughs> that that makes me want to read it even more. I yeah. If you do you love do do you love Timothy? Do you do you love Timothy? If you don't, you're dead. 
Yeah. You know what's funny is the first time I read through the books, I actually uh, I accidentally skipped the second book. So mm-hmm. it's supposed to be Dune, Dune Messiah, Children of Dune, uh, God Emperor of Dune. Uh, uh, the fifth one is weird. Uh, oh. It doesn't quite fit in. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready to read them all. Now I skipped uh, Dune Messiah and I went to Children of Dune, which gave that book like a very mysterious mystery kind of vibe yeah because i wasn't sure uh if certain things they were talking about were true or not mm-hmm. um and by the time you get to the end of that book you're fucking you're so fucking on board for whatever the fuck is going on and you you got no fucking clue what's going on now back in the day sci-fi channel actually made a dune television series um it was pretty good yeah so the first season is like the first book mm-hmm. the second season the first like episode maybe the first like episode and a little bit of the second episode are like dune messiah mm-hmm. and then the rest of the uh second season is children of dune mm-hmm. and uh it follows paul's kids spoiler alert um, wow wow yeah i've ruined everything for you i know um, but his son is played by the dude who plays young Professor Xavier. Oh. James oh. McAvoy. Yeah. Love that guy. Yeah. Great actor. He's... James McAvoy, if you're watching this, we love you. James McAvoy, if, if you're out there and you're watching. I said watching, but if you're listening, this we're not... <laughs> James McAvoy, if you're out there us. and you're watching our podcast, I just want to let you know that uh, you're... Uh, you're, you're right proper mate you're right proper mate yeah did you know he's scottish i didn't yeah yeah have you ever seen filth no oh dude he's incredible in filth i'm not gonna talk about that movie though because if you're gonna watch it you should just watch it if you're not gonna watch it don't fucking watch it filth from 2013 yeah it's based on a book Tom read the book. Is it streaming anywhere? Streaming out my ass. Has a terrible meta score. That's wild. I think it's worth a watch. I I don't I don't take I take every review site on the internet with a grain of salt because I mean it's a pretty brutal movie. It's all it's all a racket. <clears throat> it's definitely not a feel good movie. I will say that. Yeah. I'm down. All right. Any closing remarks on Dune? It was great. I'm going to read all the books now. I want I want more of the story. It left me at the end. I was like, you know what? I want to read this now because I want to know what happens next, which I, I rarely find myself doing with things. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you got a few months before the next one comes out. So Hell yeah. you should be able to get through a single book in that yeah. amount of time. No. I'm going to pick up. I'm going to pick up the first one. And on my flight on Thursday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read at the airport and on the plane. Mm-hmm. And then on my flight mm-hmm. back on Monday. Dune was a book that when I first started reading it, I legitimately could not put it down. And I kept seeing so many other stories in it. So, like, I saw aspects of Star Wars that had been uh, informed mm-hmm. by it. I was I was seeing aspects of, like, Warhammer 40K that were informed by it. Yeah. Um, bits and pieces of... Uh, 
Like yeah, it, it was it was really interesting. I heard them drop the name Ornithopter on like about their flying little flying machines. And I was like, that's like straight up like a, like magic callback. Like they, you know, magic yeah. has a lot of ornithopters in it and all this. And I'm like, I'm assuming they probably took inspiration from Dune. Yeah, most likely. So, I'm pretty sure Dune probably came up with that. Yeah, because I've never, I haven't really heard the term anywhere else. Like, I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I guess it's, it's it's a Greek, it's like Greek origin. But I mean, like, as far as it goes in, like, sci-fi fantasy. Well, Orn has something to do with, like, bugs, right? Um, Orn is bird. Bird? Yeah. Bird. Thopter. Is that, like, flies like a bird? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah, it is. Hmm. Well, explains how they fly, you know. Makes sense. Oh, duh. I'm a fucking idiot. Ornithology is the study of birds. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed. Orny bird. All right. I don't know so, what that was. Um, Dune's great. I'm excited. Dune's great. Now we can move on. All right. So, uh, the Star Wars rewatch. A New Hope. A New Hope. Episode four. Uh, later titled Episode four, A New Hope. Originally, it was just Star Wars. Yeah. In 1977, when it was released. Do you know how many Oscars it won? Yes. <laughs> how many? It won... Are you fucking Googling right now? Definitely not. I didn't already have the wiki off. It won Best Original Score, Best Visual Effects, Best Sound Mix, Best Costume Design, uh, Best Production Design, Best Film Edit, uh, Special Achievement, and then it was also nominated for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, Best Director, and Best Original Screenplay. Uh, So... When it came out, it fucking decimated, right? It came in and fucking swept that year. Hell yeah. Um, and if I remember right, it wasn't like a small year at the Oscars either. I think it was a pretty big year at the Oscars. Um, which version did you watch? The one that's on Disney+. Plus. I also watched the one on Disney+. Plus. So, yeah. folks say, because I did some... Uh, research into this folks say they are 4k rescans uh yeah but they're basically the same version as the 2004 dvd re-releases this means they have all the same uh stupid changes that those ones had such as uh one the cgi things in there and Greedo Jabba shoots and... first and says mcclunky yep um <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i laugh every time i say that um but yeah the cgi java the hut and the hangar along with the boba fett cameo that happens in there i don't know why that because i watched this like a week ago and it like made me mad when i saw it i was like yeah why'd they have to fucking put boba fett in there yeah um they had to give more fan favorite got to give him more screen time also when they were introducing mos eisley they added so many little like cgi bits and gags and things and i was like I don't remember this. Yeah. No. 
Um, and and the uh, the what what are they the the one the things the stormtroopers are riding, and, the do bags the do yeah yeah the do bags were CGI'd as well yeah me. Um, I mean, uh, there's there's a good bit of it in there, but like it's not overwhelming. Is the thing it's not terrible. It's not the worst, but like it's still it's, it's unnecessary. Just you already had something great. I mean, it doesn't look good. No, like, no. The, that, the Jabba in the hangar does not look good. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't mean it, like the CGI look good. I just mean like yeah. it still doesn't like it's it's there. It's not like the worst thing in the world, but like you you could have just left it alone. Yeah, I I honestly wish they'd left it alone. Yeah. Um. Did you have any like kind of broad thoughts when you rewatched it? Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to give it a little bit more analysis, or like actually, like I didn't just want to passively watch it. I wanted to like give more thought to it when yeah. I was watching it. I didn't take any notes, and I probably should have, just because I was I was thinking about that. Um, I think one of the first things that stuck out to me is just like I never really noticed the line when they're like they they find the Jawas, um, like crawler mm-hmm. after the the stormtroopers got to it, and you yeah. know. At first, Luke thinks it was you know some of the, the Tuscan Raiders, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a line when Obi Wan's like, "Yeah, do you see the the like the blaster holes and like see how accurate the blasts yeah, are?" Yeah, see, th- th- there's only there's only one you know only you know one kind of only stormtroopers. Yeah, it can are, be that precise. Only Imperial stormtroopers are that precise. Yeah, that that gave me a little laugh, which I, I don't think I ever noticed him say that before. <laughs> Because that's like the only time that you see them actually. Well, you don't even see them. You just yeah. like that's the only evidence. That the they only hit their reference target. that they hit anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that I got a good laugh out of. Um, I think I gained a new appreciation for the cantina scene because mm-hmm. I was just like just watching. That. I was like, this is so well done. And I was trying to think of it from the perspective of someone back in 1977 seeing this for the first time. Yeah. Like not being exposed to that much sci-fi or anything like that, and I was like, "You, you had this, this movie start out. You're on a ship. You're exposed to these dudes running around in suits. Like you're exposed to Darth Vader. You're exposed to some robots. You've got a lot of humans running around, and then like you get the Jawas, which are very like these like hooded humanoid figures that oh. could be human, maybe not. They, they speak dog, weird. My dog, by the way, Ash, uh-huh. hated the Jawas. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I don't know why she noticed it's, them this time it's the so high much, pitch. but she was like... It's the... It's the sounds. Yeah. I but don't I know mean, if you've ever seen her do the thing where she like, she runs up to the TV and then she just like jumps up and down <laughs> barking. And I'm like, stop. Jeez. <laughs> stop. Yeah. But, I love that dog. No, I mean, like you have you have the the Jawas, you have the the Tuscan Raiders. You get exposed to kind of early on, and like, um, the like large the Dubaks and everything, and like like that's most of it's not like that out there. And then like you hit the cantina, and that's like the first time you're really like exposed to all of these other alien races, and it seems like like you're kind of exposed to this like this is a unit like a melding pot universe where like all these different alien species and races like they all come together yeah and like obviously there's like commingling going on and you also just have like so much like that's the point of the movie for me that it starts getting like okay more like like 
western kind of like this this wild wild west of like a like society almost where like yeah you're in there and someone's picking a fight gets his arm chopped off and everyone just goes back to doing whatever the fuck they were doing they don't even care yeah and and like you get introduced to han and you know and and the fact that he's like he's this uh outlaw you know got a bounty on him so for me it i, I think i watched that scene i got a, a much greater appreciation for what they were doing in that for the movie and like trying to really take that in from the perspective of someone seeing it for the first time yeah so definitely definitely that well here's something i didn't know because i was watching the the like the extras that i didn't realize how many extras they have on the disney plus there um Mm -hmm. i didn't know that the cantina scene was like a composite uh half of it was shot in england and the other half was shot in uh like california wherever they really fucking rest of it yeah so when you're watching this they show you the the like original version of it and because it was in england the bartender has like an english accent and then like the dude who grabs him and is like i don't like you either you know yeah he has an English accent. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. And then I noticed, uh, because I watched that, and then I watched the movie, uh, you never actually see the bartender, like, uh, f- fully saying his lines. I think you see him see part of one. Yeah. And then it cuts to, like, other people looking at them, like, <laughs> standing there. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I, I don't think I ever noticed that. Yeah. Um, so that said, like, uh, anyone listening to this, maybe try watching the um, extras if that's the kind of thing you're into. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Because uh, across that first sequence uh, with the ships fighting and then docking and then um, the fights down the hallway and the droids going back and forth through hallways mm-hmm. and then uh lay in the pod bay um that whole sequence the only dialogue you hear is the droids until vader comes in and then like there's some interaction yeah um and yeah. i just found myself thinking like it's crazy how effectively this movie like created atmosphere mm-hmm. how effectively it build it builds tension and then releases tension yeah it doesn't rely on like cheesy jokes to release tension yeah it like did it through conversation mm-hmm. so you've got like gunfights right bang 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 blast 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 explosion and then like you got vader going through like and he's not just like raging He's a like effective calculating commander, you know. Yeah. Like he tells his men, uh, like some some lines that I just never really noticed before was like, set the distress signal and then uh, fuck, like set this set the distress signal for the ship and then tell the Senate that everyone on board was killed. Yeah. So. He's, like, covering it up as effectively as he's, like, going through and doing it. Yeah. Um, and it just shows that he's, like, efficient, which is something mm-hmm. that you don't see with, like, any other character in modern Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you see these characters that are, like, behaving 
according to like motivation and personality, right? So, yeah. uh, I I hate that they made um, Greedo shoot first. Mm. Yeah, no, there there's the the big controversy. Han Han shoots first. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I hate it because I remember the version where he just like unclips his holster and then like blam hits him like under the table. Yeah. Or I'm having a fucking moment where I'm like <laughs> a Mandela effect. Yeah. Mandela affecting that. I, because I swear I remember like as a kid watching him just like pop his holster and then like, I remember, it. I remember it too. So um, like, you're not the only one. But yeah, like this version, they do like the CGI twitch where he shoots like almost at the same time as as Greedo. Yeah. Uh, and like his head pops out of the way, and you're like, yeah, not a fan. Doesn't look good. Um. But then also like the trash compactor scene where uh, Han drops in last. And then he's like, get out of the way. And he shoots the fucking door. And everyone's like, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Where I tried it. You already, we already tried it. You fucking idiot. You know? And it's like, everyone's yelling at him. (laughs) Um, Do you know what I noticed that I'd never noticed before is the uh, stormtrooper hitting his head on the door. Do do you know what I'm talking about? Oh. uh, Like when they're, when they're the, the group is going into the room where C3PO and R2D2 are. Mm-hmm. And they're like going through, and the doors like the door lifts up. Yeah, and like they start walking through, and if you, like, I've seen this movie so many times, I never noticed it. But the one in the back is just like walking through and just nails his nails. Head. Yeah, I'd never noticed that before. I I had I was I was laughing my ass off, and I was like, I have to rewind that and make sure I actually saw that. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that's one of those like legendary moments. Yeah, um, that's a that's a McClunky moment. <laughs> Love that. Um, God, man. Yeah, some other notes I took were just like, it doesn't assume that I'll automatically like certain characters. It takes the time to introduce you to a character and to the character's motivation. Yeah. Um, it basically shows you like what moves this character through their actions in the film, right? So mm-hmm. when you first see Luke talking to uh ben to obi-wan uh he says the like oh no i i can't go with you i've i gotta get back there's the hardest and whatnot and he's like that's your uncle talking and um it's just like such a sweet moment of writing where at the end of that like that scene obi-wan's like do what you feel is right yeah because it like it's it speaks to his motivation, which is like follow the force, right? Spiritual mm-hmm. advisor to this to this future hero, you know. Yeah. Um. And like, even before he's actually teaching him, he's teaching him, right? Like, yeah. Do what you feel is right. Later on, when he is practicing in the Millennium Falcon with the lightsaber and the the training droid, uh, he's like. Is it then that he says, like, trust your feelings, reach out with your feelings? Does yeah. that come up? I believe that's, yeah, I believe that's when it is. Yeah. And then, uh, 
and then again when he's a ghost at the end in the trench run. Yeah, yeah, in the trench run where he's like, use the force. Use the force, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Force ghost. Force ghost will be one. You must reach out with your feelings. I just don't know how we go from, uh, oh my God, dude, when we get to Kenobi, because oh. Kenobi, if you compare who he is in that, in that show to like who he is in this movie, it's two completely different fucking characters. And it's so frustrating for me. Cause it's like, yeah, you've got like star Wars, Ulysses S grant, who was like war hero of war heroes. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Nothing. Well, there's like music outside. It's kind of giving a nice like little background ambiance, you know. I wonder if that's. I hope that's not coming through our mics. Um, <laughs> great. I'm gonna have to edit this out. Fuck. Fuck. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. No, like this Obi Wan is like a completely different Obi Wan. Yeah. Um. And also, like, the way lightsabers are treated, like, they're so reverential in this. Like, he hands it to Luke, Luke, you know, he ignites it and he looks at it. But then, like, Luke never ignites the lightsaber again for the rest of the movie. No. Uh, You don't even see it again. Um, But then in the cantina, uh, you know, Luke gets shoved aside and then... um, Obi-Wan whips that thing out. Yeah. And the first time we ever see a lightsaber, it dismembers someone. It takes the dude's arm off. Yeah. Um, And there's like blood and a dismembered limb and a gun on the ground. Yeah. And you would, you would not see anything like that in the modern day star Wars. Yeah. Um, It's also kind of interesting because typically in like books and things, lightsabers are, are talked about as like, almost bloodless weapons because they like cauterize the wounds as they, uh, yeah. as they hit. So that was like another aspect of rewatching this was just like, Oh, there's, there's so much lore that isn't like canonized yet when you're watching this. Yeah. Um, there's that line in the, in the, uh, like, committee room or whatever in the in the death star mm-hmm. um where like tarkin is being introduced and all the other dudes are in there and they're like arguing you know uh it's nothing compared to the all that yeah yeah and then and then i find your lack of faith disturbing yeah but uh there's that line he says to vader where he's like you're a sorcerer's ways and I was like, oh, yeah. man, that's such a yeah. good line, dude. Because it's like, it speaks to the, like, A, the distrust that these people have for Vader because he can do magic, what's seen as magic to yeah. them, right? Like, oh, I know you can move things around with your mind, you fucking freak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like you never hear, like, I, I can't really point to where anywhere else in the movies you hear someone refer to it as, like, like you're a sorcerer, you're a wizard. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, that that one singular line is probably why Jedi get referred to as like space wizards. Yeah. Um, which is so frustrating because it's like they're not space wizards. Yeah. Okay, guys, <laughs> they're not. 
Um, but just like in general, the differences in how the force was talked about and how other characters like viewed Darth Vader, right? Yeah. Because he's, he's second to Tarkin in this movie, mm-hmm. but then in like every other, uh, depiction of him, he's only second to the emperor. Yeah. But like Tarkin goes, you know, let him go, leave him alone, <laughs> you know? And he, he does. Yeah. Um, also, not to keep comparing it to Kenobi, but because I feel like you have to. Um, spoiler alert, it's not Hayden Christensen playing Darth Vader in this movie. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. He he um, wasn't playing Vader in 1977? <laughs> no. That's insane. That's right? wild. So, Vader uh, was played by a bodybuilder, and God forgive me for forgetting his name. Um. So, like, when he's holding the rebel officer up in the beginning of the movie, he's got big fucking hands, dude. And there was a moment in Kenobi where I was, like, looking at Vader, and I was like, why are his hands so small? And I was like, that's such a weird fucking thought to have. Like, why am I looking at his hands and going, like, Vader's got small hands now. And then, like... (laughs) Me, like, having to figure out why Darth Vader's hands look smaller, and then, like, going back and finding out, like, oh, because it was a literally a fucking bodybuilder who David, played him before. David Prowse. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so the dude was a bodybuilder. He was, like, what, six, five, I think? Um, let's see. Six foot six. Yeah, six, six. Six, six, a bodybuilder. Uh, big fucking hands, big arms, so he looks fucking intimidating in the suit, right? Whereas whenever you see Vader in uh, uh, Kenobi, he just, he doesn't have the same, like... Yeah. uh, He doesn't have that same, like, physical threat to him. Hell yeah. That's a good one. Won't have to edit that one out. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Did you notice any other like small detail kind of things like that where you're like, I just, I appreciate it more now that I've seen shittier versions of it where I'm like, Vader's big. He fucking chokes a dude with his hand. He chokes a dude with the force. Yeah. He uh I did I did notice him choking someone with his with his hand like like at the very beginning when he's choking the the rebel soldier. Yeah. Um which I was like interesting that he's like just straight up choking him with his hand and not like using the force. Yeah. It's not like, "Hey, I'm not just a space wizard. I'm a dude that can stand yeah. here and lift you with one arm." I'm a arm. fucking big dude. Yeah. Um but no, I I don't think I really noticed any other details or anything like that. Again, because I think I went into it trying to watch it from the perspective of someone like viewing Star Wars for the first time. Like this is the first movie released. Like I wanted to be like what, what would someone from 1977? I mean, think. Here's the issue I would have with that is that I mean, it's not the first time people have seen like space movies before. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it, it is true. the first time that a fantasy space movie has been taken seriously in production. A, a space opera. So up until this point, you had like space ballads and things like that, where they uh, like dudes are wearing like tights and they've yeah. got like 
the fucking over the shoulder banana hammock type costumes <laughs> and like goofy shit like that. Right. Where it's like, this looks fucking stupid. Yeah. It's a joke. No one's taking it seriously. Right. But then 2001, a space odyssey came out and it was a space movie that was taken seriously. And someone showed people that you can make a serious space movie. Yeah. And then George came along and he went, now that that has come out, people see that you can take a space movie seriously, which means I can make an actual epic fantasy in space yeah um and i wish that i could say that i'm the person who like put those thoughts together but the first time i heard someone say that was actually sam witwer i don't know if you're familiar with him but he's an actor and a voice actor uh he's actually the voice actor for uh darth maul and mm. i think he's voiced like palpatine he's done a ton of voices for the animated stuff yeah um the name sounds familiar. He, he's a cool dude. He's a very cool guy. The first time I ever saw him in something was in Sci-Fi Channel's version of Being Human, which was a, a British show originally. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of sucks for him. But <laughs> everything else about him is fantastic. Uh, if you're familiar with the, the Force Unleashed games. Yeah, a little bit. You know what the main character looks like? Yeah. That's him. Oh, okay. So, like, he did that character, and that's how he got into Star Wars and doing Star Wars uh, voiceover and whatnot. Okay. Um, he had, a like, a panel or something he was on at a convention, which you can find on YouTube. I mean, that's how I find it. I get mm -hmm. recommended every fucking Star Wars video now because I'm a freak who spends all of his entire fucking life on, on fucking YouTube watching Chronic Star Wars videos. Chronically online. Um, chronically online, indeed. Uh, but yeah, he was uh saying that, um, like those were points that he brought up was that like George Lucas was the first person who made a like epic fantasy that was taken seriously that was like a space ballad kind of thing, yeah. Um, and also to make it, he made like so much, uh, like, he had to make technology to make this movie possible, right? Yeah. Which you see in the Oscar awards, right? So, like, score, uh, visual effects, sound mix, costume design, production design, film edit. Which, yeah. the film edit actually went to his wife. A lot of people don't know that. But his wife is the one that did the final edit of the film. Oh, hell yeah. And then he came back in and he fucked it up with, <laughs> with the 2004 DVD version. God. No, I'm, I'm partially kidding. Um, but I think I think you can find a quote of her somewhere where she's like, yeah, he just can't leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, something I didn't know as well is that he only got funding for this first movie. Uh, so he went to Fox. Fox made this movie. He, in his rights for the movie gave up his um he gave up his like directorial rights or something like that mm -hmm. for the sequel rights for the next two movies oh. so this movie came out it fucking slammed and everyone was like woo and uh fox was like okay we're gonna make a sequel like immediately and then they realized uh they couldn't george had to so George used all of his money from the first movie to make Empire Strikes Back. Damn. So Empire Strikes Back was an uh, 
was an indie film was a yeah was a uh privately so made film that would have been like the first like because first one was fox like what empire strikes back was lucasfilm like technically yeah. the first ever lucasfilm well, i think they're both lucasfilm oh okay um because that was like his production company yeah um yeah so then like some notable aspects of the hero um some notes i took were just like noteworthy observation luke is constantly in trouble or in danger yeah um if they're gonna put someone in a scene in trouble or in danger they do it to luke and luke is the hero of the story yeah um and just like a short list here he's knocked out by the sand people immediately yep. he's bullied in the cantina he's <laughs> grabbed by the trash compactor and monster uh, a tie fighter jumps on his tail during the death star fight um he's saved by someone else or quote luck quoting han solo there luck yeah uh every single time uh finally vader has him in his sights and han saves him uh before he uh what the fuck that are right here <laughs> oh <laughs> han saves him before he exhaust ports the death star is what i wrote oh. i was sitting there staring at exhaust <laughs> ports like what the fuck was i trying to say <laughs> Han saves him before he uh, exhaust ports the Death Star and potentially saves the entire galaxy, right? Yeah. So it's an interesting thing where, like, the hero in the story gets constantly saved over and over and over and over again until he saves the galaxy. Everyone. Yeah. Um, and you don't see that in movies nowadays. Like, you think about, to compare this to, like, uh, Rey, Rey saves everyone in her movie. Yeah. In uh, The Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, Finn shows up and is like, I gotta get you out of here. And she's like, no, run this way. Yeah. She takes, like... Wow. Unprofessional. Very unprofessional. Hello? Hello? They hung up. What the heck? Who was it? Spam risk. Oh. I edited it out of the uh, the last podcast. Actually, no. Last time I paused it, didn't I? I'm not. I'm leaving this in. I'm gonna Do barely it. edit this, and I'm gonna leave the phone call in. Because you, you, you should have given them some airtime. You should have been a, like, "Hey, you're alive. Bitch. We're alive. What? What? What do you think about a new hope?" I'm a bad bitch, and I sit here with my dick out. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong, audio listeners. <laughs> But yeah, um, no, no, I get that. Like, I don't, why, why do we not put the, the hero in more danger constantly? Yeah. Like. It's character building. Why was Ray never say, like, no, like legitimately though, it's character building, right? Like he has to learn that he's fallible yeah. and that like he's only as strong as the community around him. Right. Yep. Which is like the most human message of all. Right. Like, stories of individuals standing alone against the world 
all end with that person being torn down by the world. Yeah. Like that's what cyberpunk is, right? As a genre, that's what cyberpunk is. Yeah. One person goes, I'm going to do things my own way. And then they get fucking cut down brutally, viciously, because that's how the world reacts to those people. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, the last, the last two fucking books that I've talked about on this podcast, Neuromancer and Roadside Picnic. That's yeah. how those books. Well, and, and there's something like I definitely specifically love myself. The concept of the hero getting beaten down, like to their lowest, like really getting kicked and, and overcoming that. And yeah. like, that's, what makes a good hero like you're going to overcome everything like but like i feel like they they focus on too much now like especially with ray like it's an internal struggle like she's not actually like getting beaten down but we never see the internal struggle that's the other issue there right it's like you never see her internal struggle you see some like weird visual depictions of it where she like snaps in a fucking infinite mirror and you're like what is this? She's str- like, oh, this is like symbolic of her struggling with her like, yeah, unknown identity. You yeah. know, she's just one in a fucking million, or you know, whatever. Like, uh, there's nothing special about her. You're a nobody. You know, like, yeah, your parents were nobodies. <laughs> they died for drinking money. They sold you for drinking money. Like, it, what, why, you know, why, I just, like, the, yeah, I get angry, I get angry thinking about it, (laughs) but yeah, um, I think, I think it's the simplicity, the simplicity of A New Hope and the tropes and everything within that make it great and and now we try to get too convoluted into like here's like a really complicated struggle our hero's going through like this she doesn't know who she is and like there's a mystery behind that just like figure out who she is like who's whose daughter is she also what happens when she finds out exactly like why does why does why is identity so important to people you know yeah like the revelation wasn't who Luke was, right? The revelation was who Vader was. Yeah. That was the part that fucking shocked and, people. Well, and I, I feel like they tried to do the exact same thing with this. Like, they, they had so much surrounding her identity, and it they tried to do another, like, whose daughter is she? It's going to be some important character. And then they, like, it felt like they, they fought, like, being like, no, she's actually, like, no one's daughter. It's like she just is having an identity crisis or like trying to figure that out. And then they were like, oh, she's going to be someone's like or the daughter of someone really important who's like related to all the other stories. Yeah. It felt like they were trying to do a uh, look. It's not just special people who can use the force. Everyone yeah. can be special and use the force. And it's like, no, they can't. There's force sensitives and there's non-force sensitives. That's canon. Okay? Like, look, I'm sorry. There are some people who can do rocket science yeah. and I can't. Okay? I have seizures. <laughs> God. 
I um I I just feel they went with like the worst option too. I was like reading up on the theories that people had. I was like these are almost these are just better. Like I don't know that she's like some weird clone of Luke from his hand that got chopped off. I was like that's was that a theory. Yeah, I that's like fucking stupid. I kind of like that even Dude, more it's than stupid. They, they even went brought with. the lightsaber back. Yeah. Like, it fucking plummeted into a gas giant. You did not get that back. I'm sorry. Well, and, th- and that was that was part of the theory. It's like, oh, the, well, they got the lightsaber. How about his hand? They're like, oh, they found that too. But what they do, they, they use it to try to clone him to, like, make this other super force adept being and turn, turn her to the dark side. Stupid. All right, the, so. the other one was she was like Obi-Wan's granddaughter. I got a couple questions here. All right. Okay. Um, because these also come up in the sequels and they're things that people get mad about. And I personally also get mad about them because I'm um, a troglodyte who gets mad about things on talk, the internet. We're, we're talking about the sequels is in the sequels like seven, <laughs> eight, Chewbacca nine. Chewbacca didn't get a medal. Did he deserve one? Yes. Why? Because he was in the ship too. Was he not? He's not the captain. He didn't make any of the decisions. He's the fucking he's crew. He's crew. Why does he get why does he deserve a medal? It was Han's decision to go back and save Luke. Do you really think it was? I feel like Chewbacca persuaded him. If we're just giving medals out, why why weren't they giving medals to like everyone who wasn't? Why didn't we see Wedge up there getting I, a medal? I thought about. I actually thought about that today when I was watching the movie. I go, damn! Like you bring up these three, you only give medals to two of them, but like where are the other homies? Like yeah. why aren't they up there? Because here's the thing: in the fucking sequels, they give Chewbacca a medal. Okay, and people go, oh, good, he deserved one. I don't think he yeah. did, all right? Maybe that's a fucking hot take. Maybe that's a fucking hot take, but Chewbacca's just crew, okay? My my thing is, why even have him up there if you're not going to give him a fucking medal? Because he's first mate. He stands next to his captain. That's his position. That's fair, but I think he deserves a First mate is first bodyguard to the captain. I think they're just discriminating. They don't like Wookiees. So you think that he deserved one? I mean, yeah, I would have liked him to have one, but what what is he going to do with it? Does R2 deserve a medal? Definitely. R2 didn't get a medal either. I know. Not even in the sequels. Why? Because droids, droids are definitely discriminated against. They weren't even allowed in the cantina. <laughs> What do you, mean? you know what's funny is R2 took a fucking blaster. Yeah. Took a fucking blast. He took a bullet for his homie, and he didn't get a medal, not even in the fucking sequels. Yeah, that's wild. That's how fucking pathetic these fucking filmmakers are nowadays. They'll give a medal to Chewbacca because he's an organic, but they won't give one to R2, who's a fucking real one. <laughs> R2's been there since episode one, Okay. R2's been there since episode one. I, Chewbacca didn't show up until <laughs> Attack of the Clone or uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Okay. Because that's Kashyyyk. I feel like it'd be real easy to also just like outfit a droid, just like just like weld some fucking metal on them. <laughs> like this is your metal. Like you're you're decorated now, and just continue to like add to them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Real easy. You know what else? What? 
C-3PO had that red arm in Force Awakens. Yeah. The next time you fucking see him, he ain't got that red arm no more. What the fuck were they trying to do? They should have just made him all red. They should. <laughs> you, okay, in the, pre- then in the prequels. A, but in the pre- then he'd be a Sith trooper. I, I'm just saying in the prequels, he was like, he was like naked wires, silver, gold, like originals. You had him gold. Why didn't you switch it up for the, for the, for the sequels? Like, was he silver in the, in the prequel? So the prequels, the first one, he's just like all exposed wire. Yeah. I mean, he's still being built. Yeah. <laughs> In Clone Wars, in Attack of the Clones, he's, yeah, he's silver. He's silver? Huh. He's got to be, right? I think so, because in the uh, the animated, in Gindy Tarkovsky's, Tarkovsky or whatever his name is, in his animated Clone Wars, that was the reveal of his uh, golden plates. Yeah, he's like, he's like a silver, like, iron Do color. If you show me one more fucking picture off of your computer we're gonna fight look at him we're gonna fucking fight i have an imagination buddy okay i read books (laughs) (laughs) here's what pisses me off why are people up in arms okay why Mm -hmm. is the entire internet and everyone else who's alive who's a human being who's ever seen star wars up in arms about chewbacca not getting a medal and complaining about Chewbacca not getting a medal. But then, they, but then motherfuckers don't complain about R2 getting a medal, okay? Yeah. I'm upset about this. <laughs> I didn't realize I was upset about it until I was watching today. It's literally there, the last thing I wrote. R2 didn't get a medal either. Did he deserve one? Question mark. Because people... He's AI. They don't care. I'm sick of this fucking organic superiority nonsense, okay? Turn us all into <laughs> robots. <laughs> I think in the extended universe, there was some stuff about IG-88 saving up for a uh, a droid revolution. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's all my big notes. Um, all, all I really have to say about um, A New Hope is just like, God, dude, this is one of those movies that is just so comfortable for me. Like, if I'm having yeah. a fucking shit time, and God knows I've been having a fucking shit time lately, I watched that, and, like, I watched it last week, and I watched it again today for this, and, like, I wasn't begrudging having to watch it again, like, two times in two weeks. Yeah. Um, That's just, like, the whole the whole original trilogy It is very comfortable. I even like the prequels. I, I think it's the nostalgia for it because I like that. Well, I was mean, like, they were coming out during our formative years. So exactly. Like they had so like, I saw those in theaters those. during those years. And like, it, for me, they're comfortable. Like, like they have that, like I can sit down and be like, ah, like I remember these like coming out and all the hype around it. And yeah, it's yeah. nice. I remember, uh, my friend Spencer that, you know, yeah. Um, I think his cousin, his cousin's mom, picked mm-hmm. us up from school, and we went right after school to see episode three. That was the yeah. first time I saw it in theater. No, I remember like my parents never that let was me. Sixth grade. Yeah, 
My parents never let me really skip school. My dad let me skip an entire day of oh, school for us school. to go it see episode three after school. Oh no, he 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 let me skip oh, school, school an entire day. Okay. To see episode three. Yeah. The day it came out. Yeah, I know. Um, I think that was one of the first movies that I saw in theaters like three times. Yeah, me too. I saw, I saw it with it my bunch. friends. I saw it with uh, my dad, my yeah. dad's side. I think I saw it with my mom's side of the family too. Yeah, I think I think I saw that five times in theaters. Yeah, actually, I think I probably saw it six times in theaters. Um, yeah, you know, I think I saw it eight store, times. Because you know how like the dollar theater came out. Yeah, it'd be in the dollar theater, and I'd see it probably like I think nine times. Yeah, in, in the I dollar. Think, I'm pretty theater. sure I saw it. Like I think you know, I think fifteen was the number actually. It was like three. <laughs> Yeah, actually, you know, I'm, I'm 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 about to go to the dollar theater and see it again for the thirty <laughs> first time, uh, for my thirtieth birthday. Actually, it's coming out for theater, and I'm gonna watch it thirteen times that day alone. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's gonna be that's gonna bring me up to like 144 times having watched uh, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Um, but no, uh, yeah. Great. I, yeah. I'm actually... A New Hope, great movie. A New Hope is a great movie. I mean, the fact that it won a bunch of Oscars and was nominated for four more than it won. Yeah. Um, says a lot. So, for next week... Next Empire, week. The, the Empire Strikes Empire Back. Empire Strikes Back. Which is... I, I believe a consensus is that is the best Star Wars film of all time. Yeah. I mean, it's my favorite. It's my favorite by far. Yeah. I... I bl- I believe it's mine too. The Hoth sequence is by far my favorite sequence of all of Star Wars. Yeah. That Hoth, battle is, Hoth is pretty great. That battle is so good. Yeah. The Hoth battle being so good makes me mad that they fucking tried to redo it in The Last Jedi. Yeah. And I'll probably talk more about that when we get to Last Jedi. Because uh, oh, when yeah. he fucking like, when he fucking wipes the white off the ground, he's like, "It's salt." Oh yeah, no oh, yeah. When when we, I feel like when we get to the sequel trilogy, I'm telling you about some fucking salt, buddy. We're gonna have some words for the sequel trilogy. Yeah, because like right now it's just like we're just talking about New Hope, and it's like, yeah, this shit's good. Yeah, but like when we get to the the dog shit, like I think I feel like we're gonna have a lot to talk about. I mean, I think it says a lot that for Star Wars Legion, which, uh, uh, spoiler alert, guys, um, Scott and I both have Star Wars Legion miniatures, which is the miniature game that they have. And, uh, a little war game, a little war gaming. Yeah, I'm, I'm in, I got Empire. And I got clones. Yeah. Because Obi Wan is my favorite character in all of Star Wars. And yeah. I wanted Obi Wan to lead my clones. I got into a heated talk with an, a, a co-worker yesterday mm-hmm. because he was like, yeah, I just watched through Kenobi and <laughs> he was bringing up things and I was bringing up things. And like, I just, there was a moment where like the conversation died down and I just felt so fucking sad because like you, uh, our friend Alex, uh, our Nolan, who was here for the first episode that may or may not ever come out because <laughs> I don't know what happened to the file. Um, 
like so many people that I know were truly excited for that because Obi-Wan was their favorite character. Yeah. And I was so excited. And then I watched like three oh episodes, two or three episodes, and I was like, fuck this. It, like in retrospect, it's it's truly heartbreaking because you look at how cool Obi-Wan is as an old ass man in A New Hope, and you're just like, oh my God, dude. Yeah. What happened? It had so much potential. Yeah. You're taking like arguably the best character in all of Star Wars. I mean, you could argue that. And you have And I would argue against you for yeah, that. No, I know. But <laughs> that's why I said arguably. Um my favorite character for sure. But like you could have given him like he had so much potential. He had so many different things you could do with it and, and like that was that was the route you decided. I hate to, go. to be one of those people, but like the show was just DOA, right? Yeah. Like the whole fucking concept was dead on arrival. And the issue, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that they made the show? It's that they made the show to launch another show. And yeah. now that show is being fucking sued <laughs> because they they couldn't keep their executive producer on, which makes you go like, what was the what is the budget for this acolyte show? Yeah. Right? Stupid. Or I don't even I don't even know. I don't know what the fuck is going on with Lucasfilm. Cause I thought Acolyte was supposed to be the Reba show, and now Reba is not getting a show, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is going on with them. They yeah. keep announcing things, and then the things they announce change, and then they get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just, like, I'm honestly, I'm truly fucking heartbroken for Star Wars, because it's, like, rewatching A New Hope just reminds me of, like, how happy these movies made me as a kid, and how, like, like, I wouldn't say I had the worst fucking childhood, but, like, my parents being divorced and fighting all the time and, like, me being, like, tug of war between two parents, I look back at these movies and they, they mm-hmm. brought me such comfort. Yeah. And they made me feel like I belonged to something because, like, I could talk about these with my friends and we had something that brought us together. Like, Spencer, the one that I was talking about, like, he lived 10 houses down from me and we used to fucking like watch star Wars all the time. We'd spend the night yeah. at each other's house for like a week fucking straight. And we'd play like the battlefront games that were coming out at the time. Uh, he'd tell me about like KOTOR and like his brother was playing through like KOTOR and stuff. And like, there's just so much in this franchise, right? that gave people like me who had like broken homes or like nowhere where they felt like they belonged or they like get fucking, you know, you hear stories about people getting like bullied at school and finding their community of like the outfit, the, uh, the outfits, (laughs) the, uh, the outcasts, the, the losers, the fucking nerds. And like star Wars is the first place where people were like this, this helped me find my people, you know? Yeah. I mean, shit, like, you and I are probably... Star Wars is probably a pretty big aspect of why we're friends, you know, to some degree. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That and various other things. Yeah. uh, That and fucking RuneScape. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) That Definitely RuneScape. One year of RuneScape. Little little Tolkien. Uh, Definitely Tolkien. 
a lot of a bit commiseration with uh, quite a few different cross country together tabletop RPGs. Yeah. All right. I guess to get us off of the topic of Star Wars, because otherwise I'm just going to keep wax and poetic about how much I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any D and D characters of mine that you really didn't like, or if if you didn't have one that you really didn't like, which of my D and D characters that I've played with you have you liked the least? Mm, Don't say Ricardo because I know you love Ricardo. Not. I love Ricardo. Everyone loves Ricardo. I, I don't think I disliked any of yours. I I've liked all of yours, and I've liked them pretty equally. I've liked m- most people's characters. I could, I don't know. I I, I like variations. Like I guess like some of the worst characters, or at least like ones I I. I don't like as much or ones that aren't as unique. That's why I like Ricardo's great. Ricardo's really unique. Yeah. So it's like if you're not bringing something to the table, that's Ricardo's like out of the unhinged. Let's yeah. <laughs> let's not Ricardo, sell him short. R- Ricardo is unhinged, and that's what's great. That's what's great about Ricardo. But it's like when someone brings a very just like your average run of the mill character into a when I was into doing Ricardo's voice, and uh, your girlfriend at the time was like, "Oh no, are you going to be talking like this the whole time?" <laughs> <laughs> That made me realize it was gold. It was. It was great. Did I tell you how I made his voice? No. So there was a girl I worked with, and like to fuck around with her, I would oh. be like, You wanted a pizza pie? <laughs> <laughs> she'd say, and she'd be like, I just, she said the voice to her was like nails down a chalkboard. She hated it. I love that. Because uh, you got to find that like gross point where like, your vocal cords aren't really connecting correctly where you're like, yeah. uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Ricardo was born. Yeah. No, I've liked all your characters. I, I don't like the ones I dislike are, are the, the non-unique ones. And then, um, one character that sticks out is I had a group through work that I ran a campaign for. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys brought like his roommate in. And this kid was so fucking annoying. And he was like playing a Kenku that he like did this like annoying squawky voice for. But like it's not like Ricardo's like got a unique voice. And it's like I also that's like, part of RP, I but I didn't um I didn't abuse it, right? Yeah, he like, abused the fuck out of that. And 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 here's the thing is like you could talk in a normal level with it. Yes. His his squawking like he was like screaming. Yeah. And it's like we're indoors. We're playing an inside game. Inside voices, please. And he just couldn't do it. That's what that that that's what annoyed me about <laughs> That's what annoyed me about that one player that played the dwarf in our Warhammer campaign. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what annoyed me about his character. Yeah. Um yeah. I, look, I I'm fine if you want to do a silly voice for a character, but if it's loud, I, it's gonna upset me. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> if you can't whisper as your character, you need to change their voice. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's funny because I feel like my answer is very similar. It's like the characters that annoy me when I'm running games are the ones that don't try to like fit into the world. Like I'm yeah. fine if you want to have a goofy kooky character, but if it doesn't fit into the world, 
it frustrates me. Like yeah. Jake doing an Asian knowledge priest for that last D and D game that we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Jake, I specifically told you <laughs> that this world is like early Renaissance Germany. Please, <laughs> please change your character. <laughs> no, I've got to play Han Shu or whatever his name was. I don't even remember. I don't that, was a, that was a minute ago. That was a while ago. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was years ago. Onset of COVID, I believe, because that's what forced yeah. the game to fall apart. Yep. So three years, three years ago. Yeah. Three years ago. Damn. How things have changed. How things have. Changed. Um. You want to do? You want to do irrelevant? Irrelevant. Irrelevant. I'm gonna be honest. I don't have anything. I don't have anything either. Um, Pepsi changed their logo. I have that. To what? You want to see a picture? Is there a <laughs> meme here? Is this a meme? No, no. They actually they they changed their logo. Like they oh my God. they rebranded to the the one on the right. Yeah, I mean it's not that different. No, but I mean it's it's a. It's a logo change. Isn't that closer to like what it was in the eighties? Yeah. Yeah. Which I kinda like better. Yeah. It's weird. A lot of stuff from the eighties has come back. Yeah. People are people are cashing in on that Stranger Things nostalgia hype. Yeah. I've heard that there's like a, a cycle between minimalism and maximalism, and we're on like a really big maximalist swing. So like a lot of those zoomers yeah. are wearing like, you know, all the, the clashing shit that like the eighties did. Bright oh, colors yeah. and neon and all that kind of stuff. Not a fan. Um no. I mean, I'm like <laughs> I feel like I'm an old emo kid. I just wear like black band shirts. I'm literally wearing a black band shirt right now. And yeah. Um, nothing else for relevant. Um, oh, a guy today told me that he liked my mustache and I said, <laughs> nice. it's, uh, nice it's growing on me. <laughs> God, you know what? You know what? I think, I think that's a good place to end it. You ever do a salacious crumb laugh whenever you make a pun? Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess that's it for this week. Hopefully next week we'll have more like uh, debauchery. I don't know. Maybe I'll troll Reddit for just like some real fucking shitty Oh, people. yeah. We didn't even start. We didn't even start out yeah. the, this week with some Reddit nonsense. No, we just hopped right into it. Yeah. Which is insane. Shut up. Wow. Unprofessional. <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, um, to all the, the good boys and girls out there listening to us, um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you to Kyle and his dad. Yeah, Kyle, thank you for setting this up. And uh, also, thanks for apparently like pre-checking the mics. That was... What a yeah, cute boy I, you I are. I was going to say, the, the, the quality seems much higher this week. Yeah, um, that's because we didn't check the mics last week because yeah. we're fucking stupid idiot. yeah you'll, you'll definitely Dumbass. you know if you're if you're a regular <laughs> listener you're definitely going to notice i think a quality shift between last episode yeah. and this episode also we didn't say what episode this is 
Um, I mean, are we counting the first episode we recorded that? So this never is aired? either episode two again, or it's episode, episode three. three if we can find episode one. And I guess we'll see. We probably won't be able to find it because no one knows where the microchip is yeah. and it's on. <laughs> but uh, until then, have a good one. Um, kiss your loved ones. Never know when they'll have a seizure. Just remember if you hear a sound, it's just bad pipes. <laughs>